Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Keeper Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Keeper Tested. Here he is, Chris Keeper. Hi, this is Chris Kiefer. Thank you for joining me. Knock, knock. Come on in. This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Like an Eagle into the Sea. Fly Racing. I wonder if you guys even like me singing. It's pretty bad, I know, but I get excited when I talk about gear. You guys know this. Fly Racing and Race Tech. Thank you for joining me. Rocky Mountain ATVMC is the trusted online source for parts. Accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes. Even those dual sport bikes. We do those too over at Rocky Mountain. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free. That's right. Free. Three-day shipping over 75 bucks. It's easy to see why all of you guys are out there shopping over at Rocky Mountain. Thank you, guys. Thank you, shoppers. Fly Racing, it's almost time. August 1. 2020 gear will be released. JT is very, very strict on gear. My God. It's like getting a substitute teacher when you're in elementary school, and she just sucks, right? She's just like, all right, get your books out. There's like no time for talking. That's what JT's like about 2020 gear. He is holding his cards close to his chest. I can't even get a peek. Can a brother get a peek? Nope. JT? Block. But in the meantime, before August 1, head over to RockyMountainATVMC.com and look at some fly racing gear or purchase them or go to FlyRacing.com and see what you guys need because they got it all. Hard parts, casual, moto, snow. They got it all. They got all kinds of stuff. I just ordered a bunch of casual stuff for the summertime. Getting ready to go on vacation to Colorado, so I need some fresh Stuff for the family to go hike in. They got it all. So go check them out, flyracing.com. The guys at Race Tech. Woo! Man, my CRF250R build is going to be good. Can't wait to talk about that with you. Probably going to be after Colorado. But nonetheless, we're still plowing along with that test. For those of you guys that want some more torque, hit the guys up at racetech.com. You want suspension done? Vintage bikes, whatever, do it, racetech.com. And if you guys are looking for maybe a slight discount and you're going to send your stuff over there, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I will get you an email and possibly get you a better deal. That's what happens when you listen to this podcast. We hook you up. So thank you guys for joining me for a new week, a new episode. This episode is all about Yellow RM Army. JGRMX. Yes, Kiefer Inc. Testing was not the first one to go test these bikes. I know a lot of the other media were out there testing the week before. We had prior engagements to test that week, so we couldn't make it. But hey, we got on the second wave. We were there at Paris Raceway last week, and we hit up the RM Army, and we rode the JGRMX, I would say, Stage 2 engine kits for the RMZ250 and the RMZ450. 
I had three test guys plus myself there to kind of give you a well-rounded spectrum of what it's about. And I hear a lot of guys, you hating on RMs, Kiefer. You're hating on the Suzuki. Dude, I'm not hating on the Suzuki. Listen to my podcast before you speak because I'll tell you the, guy, I'll tell you the truth. No, they're not the best bikes, but they're not horrible bikes. You've heard me say that many times on this podcast. Would I purchase one if I was in the market for a bike and I was working a blue-collar guy and I wanted to buy a bike and maybe didn't want to spend $10,000? Absolutely, I would go to a Suzuki. And actually, after I rode these bikes, I told Wheeler and I told Basher at JGR, I go, if you guys put this engine kit in for me, I want to do something next year. I want to race something on an RM because I like the bike. Um, Heather's like, oh boy, here we go. We're going to race something again. No, we're not going to go crazy and race national. We're just going to go race some local stuff, but I would race this bike. It's very good. We're going to get to that. But in this podcast, I did three remote interviews at the track. It was kind of windy, so you have to bear with the audio, but you'll get the picture. It's not that bad. Um, I took Adam Intiknap, of course, the seven deuce deuce, AKA number 97, why did I pick Adam? I picked Adam because he has ridden at the top um, the top level. He is at the pinnacle of our sport in Supercross. Uh, he is an HEP-sponsored Suzuki guy. He knows what a good Suzuki feels like. He rides a Suzuki a lot. I brought him to kind of compare his bike with the JGR Stage 2 kit. That's kind of for your guys' knowledge. I mean... Really, does it do the vet guy any good? No, because I'm sure Adam wants a different kind of a power, right? But it's always interesting to hear a pro's point of view and to hear what his engine's like when he's racing and what this engine does. So that's why I brought Adam out. He's always a good interview. He's passionate about dirt bikes. That's why I love the guy. Say what you want about him. Say if you, bro, he always says, bro. It doesn't matter. When I first met the guy, I thought he was like, oh, this guy's bullshit. This guy's fake. He's like, all show. But this is what he's really like 24-7. He's hyped up. He loves dirt bikes. He's a good dude. And he's actually pretty articulate when it comes to uh, describing what he feels. Yes, he doesn't know all the testing terms, but that's okay. I like his feedback, and we can kind of bounce stuff back and forth, which we did in this interview, and you can listen to it. And I, and I like what it's about, so that's why I brought him. Number two, I brought Joe Aloff. You guys know Joe from the Subway Honda days, racing um, Supercross. Now he's a firefighter, turned vet guy, gained some weight, not in the best shape. But he was in charge of our RMZ 450 test bike. Yes, Joe has been riding the crap out of that thing. So he is very familiar with the standard-ish RMZ 450. That's why I brought him, because he can really compare between a stock bike. Last but not least... Dallas Dunn, I met Dallas at a track. He was a photographer. We kind of bullshit a little bit. Got to know him somewhat a little bit. He is a heavy equipment operator. He went out and purchased an RMZ 450 for himself not too long ago. So he is a real-world Suzuki owner. So there's three different types of riders, three different types of guys. And, of course, you throw me in the mix. And we have a wide spectrum of why these mods are good and why these mods aren't good. So you hear all this stuff from um, these guys in the interview, and it's just not about, hey, we're going to ride JGRMX, we're going to blow them because we're riding their stuff. No, we're very objective. And actually, if you listen to Dallas's interview, he'll tell you, dude, the RMZ 450, the JGR, it's too much. I would never buy it. So 
We're not here just to tell you all oh, this thing's great. Go spend $3,000 on your RMZ. No. We're saying if you need certain things, which you will find out, if you're this type of guy, you buy RMZ, chances are you may have bought RMZ for 6800 bucks, and it was really cheap. So adding three grand is basically like getting a brand new KTM or a Yamaha or whatever, right? And you got a better engine. That's right, a better engine. Yes, when you have a JGR MX Stage 2 kit, the engine is better than a stock Yamaha. It's pretty damn good. You got excitement again. You got pulling power. The thing corners like no one's business. It's a fun bike to ride. I really enjoy it, dude. It's, it's insane how well this stuff is mated. And when I say mated, I mean like when JGR sells this stuff, the guys in-house put the head together for you. That's important. So all you have to do is basically drop the head into your bike. You get to keep your stock head, right? It's important to have a quality human being, someone that knows this, his shit, to put your stuff together so when you purchase it, it's not going to blow up on you or anything's going to happen. The quality control is really good. So I like that someone in-house at JGR is building this stuff and not just some kook down the street in the garage or, worse yet, myself. That's even worse. So uh, I like that they do that. And... You don't have to spend $3,000 on a JGR stuff. They have a Stage 1 kit that you'll hear about in this podcast. It's just a piston and a ECU, which makes some difference, which I'm not going to spoil the whole interview here, but Dallas Dunn, he's like, dude, I don't think I need a Stage 2. I would like to have a Stage 1 with just an ECU and a piston because he'd like a little bit more, but he doesn't need that much more. He's not a huge guy. He rides twice a week. He doesn't need all that power. So you'll hear a little bit about that. And look, you can even buy the head only for two grand, twenty two hundred bucks, and you have a whole brand new head, and you can just use your stock ECU, run a white coupler, and run it. So JGR gives you a lot of options. They're just not trying to sell you a stage two kit, go race, here you go, it's thirty three hundred dollars. So there's a lot of options there. To me, between the two, the biggest difference is an RMZ two fifty, because you guys know the RMZ two fifty needs help in the engine department. Uh, is Alex Martin's problem the, the bike? I don't think it's 100% the bike. I think uh, the engine's really good. The, I mean, obviously, the engine package that we rewrote at Paris isn't the exact same thing that those guys are riding. I, I understand that. So for the average amateur racer, local pro guy, this, this engine's really good, and it transforms this RMZ250 into a lazy dog, into a fun, exciting, lighter-feeling RMZ 250. You'll hear about those comments in this podcast as well. So it's just an overall spectrum of each bike, RMZ 250, 450, the parts that are involved. And if you guys want to see the breakdown, the pricing, and all of that, go to pulpmx.com or you can go to keyforinktesting.com and you can read about the breakdown and stages, what JGR MX offers, and just overall um, opinions from each guy and myself. So this podcast was basically to break down the pros and cons of the JGR MX Stage 2 kit. Again, we didn't try all of the stages. They just gave us the Stage 2 um, kits and on these bikes. And, of course, we rode the stock bikes back-to-back with the JGR bikes just to give you more of a comparison. I will say this. I, I like the fact that Suzuki comes in at a lower price point. 
Yes, they're probably not selling as many bikes as Honda, Yamaha, KTM, Husqvarna, Kawasaki. But there is a place in our industry for Suzuki. Do I feel like Suzuki is behind the R&D process? Yes, of course. But that bike is not a piece of shit. The bike is really fun to ride. I'm even talking in stock condition. It's still good bike. It's just the other bikes are better. That doesn't make it horrible. A little work goes a long way with this bike. Dude, getting a an engine f- fast is the easy part. Having a chassis to dial in to try to make it better is tough to do. The chassis is a little stiff on both the RMZ250 and the 450, but the thing corners like a dream. Like when I ride this bike, and if you guys are out there and you're having problem cornering, consider a Suzuki. I can guarantee you it has more power than what you need, Okay. If you're struggling with corners, you're like, Kiefer, man, I'm pushing. I can't corner. My technique's off. Dude, the Suzuki kind of helps your technique along. It just kind of falls into a rut. It's super easy to corner. They're heavy on paper, but when you ride them, they corner like they're, they're the lightest bike in the class. So there's a, lot of, there's a lot of positives to the Suzuki that I try to get across to you guys, even though in the rankings it doesn't show it. There's still a market for this color bike, and there's a lot of people out there that I think are missing the boat by not buying it. Dallas, in this podcast, he's like, man, I, the reason why I bought this bike is because of the price. And then he got the bike and realized, man, this is a really good bike. And then he sees other guys at the track with Suzuki's and they end up bullshitting about what they're going to do to their bike and, and how it works. And I talked about this in the in the article. It's like almost like a... A little gang, like a Suzuki arm, arm, army gang, and they have this secret wave out there, kind of like when you drive a Jeep and everyone waves at you, and you see another Suzuki guy at the track, you're like, oh, damn, dude, Suzuki, you're like, woo, woo, because you don't see that many guys out there on yellow bikes, so there's a lot of camaraderie between Suzuki riders, I like that, I bring a KTM out to the track, there's no camaraderie between me and the KTM guys, there's hundreds of KTMs out there, Yamahas, it's like, so it's cool to have something a little different and something that feels special. Like, man, uh, not a lot of guys have this in the pits. I'm the only guy on the track on the Suzuki, and I'm hauling ass. So when you pass someone on a when you're on a Suzuki and you pass someone, it feels awesome because you're like, hey, you guys are talking trash on this bike, and it's actually really good. So I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about that, man, because I think it gets a bad name because you know all of us do these damn shootouts and. We're going to talk about shootouts in another podcast, but I think in some in some instances, okay, I feel like uh, we don't need to do shootouts because all of these bikes are so damn good. I feel like we should just target each bike for what type of rider that you do, what type of rider, and just to kind of narrow it down for all of you out there that I could get on any one of these bikes and have a good time. A little bit of work here and there, you know. Case in point, this JGR engine, man, it, it's fun to ride. And I look forward to kind of dialing in this Suzuki even more. Joe Aloff, man, he comes from a KTM. He has a KTM. He rides a Suzuki, and he loves it. And I asked him in this podcast, what would you rather have, your KTM or this JGR bike? And he's like, dude, the Suzuki's insane. I love this bike. He's like, I have trouble cornering. I'm not in the best shape like I was, and it makes it easier for me to have fun in the corners because it does most of the work for me. That's that, guys. I just want to give you guys a little bit of spiel before this interview, interviews, I should say, start. And, uh, of course, if you guys have any questions about the JGR MX kits, 
and or Suzuki's. Hit me up, Chris, at KieferIncTesting.com, and we can go over it. And also, too, we will be getting the uh, 2020 Suzuki's here fairly shortly, so we'll be going over that. I've Again, not a lot of changes going on over there, but nonetheless, we will be working with Suzuki closely in 2020 to do some different things than we did this year. I thought what we did with the RMZ450 was really cool. It's a real-world build, things that it only needs. So if you haven't seen that, go to keyverinktesting.com, and you can read about that. And of course, support these advertisers that support this podcast. It keeps us moving along the tracks, keeps us going, gets you guys the information out there that you need, discount codes, and so on and so forth. So, man, we've been chucking along over two years now. It's been fun. We're growing. I love it. Thank you guys very much. If you guys have any ideas, of course, hit my email up. And uh, maybe I'll do a podcast that you guys feel that needs to be out there. So thank you guys for listening. Enjoy these interviews, and I will see you guys next week. Hey, Heather. Hey, Chris. Did you know that every two-stroke KTM and Husqvarna come with a Vertex piston in the engine from the factory? No, I did not. 65 years ago, Vertex piston was founded in a small technical workshop in northern Italy. Today... Because of the renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex is an OEM supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, and more exotic brands like Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. No matter which brand of bike you ride with, when it's time to go ride or time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see their full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high-compression, or GP-style configurations, Visit them at VertexPistons.com or stop in your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. And if you guys want a discount code, hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com, and I've got one for you. Save some money. VertexPistons.com. Hey, what's up? Technology. That's what I'm talking about here. It's a great thing. I love it. But I also can pull my hair out with it as well. However... There is a company that you probably have seen on the Rockstar Husqvarna race team, Dean Wilson, Jason Anderson, called Skosh. It's spelled S-C-O-S-C-H-E. You can go to skosh.com and check out all the products. They have really, really cool stuff. They have headphones. They have boom bottles. They have phone chargers for your droid, your iPhone. They have magic mounts. They have wireless chargers. They have... Huge cables that will reach all the way across your house if you need a charger and you don't have an outlet close, like my house. I don't have that many outlets. They just have a bunch of cool products to make your life easier when you're out in the garage, when you're in your car, when you're at your house. Just, I'm really, really pumped to have these guys on board because they sent me some stuff. I use it all the time. My favorite thing is the Boom buoy. It's a speaker that floats on the water. I can hang out in the pool in the backyard, listen to my music. I'm a big music guy. So they just make really cool stuff that makes my life easier. Founded in 1980, Skosh Industries is a Ventura-based, Southern California, of course, award-winning innovator of consumer technology, power sports, and car audio products. Don't forget, car audio. You're traveling, you're sitting in traffic. You guys need to check them out, skosh.com. Committed to delivering the superior products that we all want, quality and functionality, exceptional value, and unmatched customer service. The designers and engineers at Skosh develop products that reflect a rich heritage in audio and mobile technology. 
Skosh finds inspiration in the California lifestyle, culture, music, and people. These influences can be seen in accessories and products that are now in the hands of homes, offices, vehicles, and people all over the world. 50 countries, okay? Hundreds of patents, trademarks, and countless industry awards received. It's easy to see why Skosh is constantly at the forefront of technology. These guys are cool. They're huge motorcycle enthusiasts. They even gave us a product code, SCOKT25. That's SCOKT25. Use that code when you go to skosh.com. Get 25% off. Seriously, guys, go check them out. You won't ever get it. If you want to hit me up, Chris at KeyForInkTesting.com. I'll let you know more. But very cool guys over there. Thanks, Skosh. Skosh.com. Have you guys checked out bloodlubricants.com? If you haven't, bludlubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sport Series, the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike. Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain, and uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils, and uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check legitimacy of this stuff because um, I didn't want no crap involved in keyframe testing. Um, honestly, tried it. Was very surprised about the oil. Did some temperature readings. It was little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. They got some Supercross guys. So go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code KEFER and get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. So a little known fact, I started racing desert when I was 9 years old until I was 16. I really didn't get into moto till after 16 years old because my family would go camp in the desert and my dad rode hare and hounds. Out here in the west coast, there was a club called District 37 and that's what we did. We went camping on the weekends. Uh, my parents build bonfires. They would drink. And my dad would go race, and I would ride around the camp and make a little track, right? Well, fast forward till now, 2019, you can go to nationalhairandhound.com. They have classes for your son, your daughter, mom, and dad. It's not just dad. It's really cool. It's ran very well. The kids race the day before. Dad and mom can go race the next day and just have a family, fun-filled weekend racing dirt bikes. There's nothing better. Go to nationalhairandhound.com, check out their schedule. They go to California, Texas, Nevada, Idaho, all over the place. Go check them out. If you have any questions about this series, chris at keyforinktesting.com. I'm happy to answer them for you and maybe get you a discount code on your next entry fee. Very cool. Again, maybe I will see you out at one of these suckers. I feel like I need to go race again, and I want to go relive my youth through nationalhairandhound.com. Go check them out. Thank you for listening to these commercials. You are the best. Here are the interviews. Thank you. All right, here with none other than 9-7. I'm not even going to say the other one. 9-7. <laughs> so we're here, as you guys listen to the introduction of this, Paris Raceway, JGR slash Suzuki Day 250-450 dirt bikes. 
and JGR has their kit that is for sale right now available. So I wanted to bring some guys in that are all different in many different ways. Of course, he needs an introduction. Adam Intiknap. How you doing, Keith? What's up, We're bro? good. I didn't even ride today. Yeah, no, you didn't. That was, uh... I just, I was a photo guy today. <laughs> you were a photo guy. You did a pretty dang good job, though. I yeah. seen some of the pics. They bangers for you. Yep, absolutely. So, uh, I wanted you because, you, obviously, you ride at the top level of the sport. People do not know what it's like to have that kind of a race bike, right? So, um, JGR has these kits out for the, the public, and I wanted your opinion to also compare your race bike to this, but also, what is the valid points of getting this kit in this bike and you only rode the 450 so we're just going to talk about the 450 yeah we i only rode the 450 um the reason that being is like Kiefer just talked about i don't really know the 250 that great i don't i'm not a 250 rider i'll probably never ride a 250 so i just stuck on the stock 450 and then i stuck on the upgraded jgr 450 for today right so let's just start comparing the stock 450 with the jgr what First thing you when you roll out to the track, what's the first thing you notice on that thing? So, I kind of, I kind of want to. Can we start with the stock bike? Sure. Let's start, Go let's ahead. start with the stock bike. So, um, I guess what I want to say is that as a racer, um, I just want to give you my honest opinion, and I'm going to try to be as cut and dry as I possibly can. I don't want to bullshit anybody. I'm really going to give my you know actual opinion and you know this is obviously me riding a year with ATP Suzuki and knowing that race bike hence the reason um, why you're here yes so the first the first initial thoughts on the stock bike were you know I haven't ridden a stock bike in a long time it's been a long time I don't think I've ridden a stock bike this whole year okay um so when you started out with so, ATP you didn't have a stock no bike. I just rode straight on what they gave me which was their previous year bike. Okay. I didn't even ride on a stock bike. Okay. So when I got on this stock bike, um, my initial thoughts were, it's just a very normal bike. It was very linear, nothing very exciting. I kind of was just riding around. It did everything that I kind of wanted it to, but- It's just vanilla. Very vanilla. Yeah. You know, it just, it, there wasn't a lot of horsepower there. There wasn't a lot of, um, you know, uh, pop. It was just super smooth. You know, just, you get on this bike, if you're the everyday novice rider, you can ride this thing, and you could go hit Paris Raceway, where we're at today, for hours. Right. You know what I mean? You're not going to get tired. It's super smooth. It didn't even, you know, didn't even have that 450 feel, I feel like. It just had this smooth power. So, like, I got, I'll just say this real quick. So, in the shootout, the Suzuki, if someone, if, like, Suzuki was going to have a ride day, and you have future customers or, or maybe potential consumers to come out and ride these bikes the rmz 450 there's nothing that's going to just grab that guy and be like i'm going to buy this bike because of that yeah there's just nothing that just man it stands out it yeah. just does everything pretty good exactly and i mean that is one thing that i noticed about the stock bike is it never did anything that i didn't want it to do granted it's just we don't have bumps out here today. No, so we're we not don't. Suspension. But we're not talking about suspension. Right. This is this is a motor day. Right. When when we're talking about motor, that bike literally did exactly what I told it to do. It just wasn't like there was no jerk, there was no extra oomph. It was just perfectly smooth, perfectly linear, real smooth power delivery. It's not going to do anything you want it 
to not do it's right. doing exactly what you tell it yeah which was nice but for me you know what I mean as a supercross racer I was like okay I need some extra I'm ready room. to kind of see what this JGR bike's gonna do right you know so we got done on the stock bike it was good went out there I put in a bunch of laughs on that bike <laughs> I had a freaking guy go, dude you gotta calm down let's just get this test going like, yeah cause I'm out there just geez. doing photos cause I was just rap 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 nice and smooth so we got on the JGR bike. Um, okay, hold on a second. I'm looking at your, your notes here. And I, and I yes. give it a notepad, people. For those of you who can't see, he, I mean, I guess if I had a YouTube channel, you could see that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. But he made his own little dino chart, okay? It's pretty nice. This one's pretty good, actually. That one's nice. I'll take a picture and throw it on my social media so you guys can see it. But, yeah, that's nice. I like that. Nice. So, anyway, I just want to let people know that you took the time, wrote your notes. As a test rider... I appreciate the shit out of this. <laughs> well, let, let's put it this way. As a supercross racer, um, I have to be the best test rider I can be or else my results Well, you're will not going to get, your bike's not going to get any better if you just... Exactly. Yeah, right. And, you know, and that's where we're at with HEP is we're just trying to improve our bike. We did really good, you know, from the beginning of the season to the end of the season. And I'm really excited to be on the same bike and... You know, improve it even more. So but, anyway, eat your heart out, A Ray. Yes. Suck it, A Ray. A Ray so, didn't do that. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. So I made a little graph chart. Keyboard, will throw it up. But the very first word that I have on my thoughts of the JGR bike okay. is excitement. Okay. Um, as soon as I got on the bike, I got what I called the race bike feel, just right off the bat with the pipe with all I don't even know the parts that were in it because you haven't told me yet but with the parts that JGR has supplied and with the package they've given it has the race bike feel right. um, so let's just go and start out between my HEP bike which is my race bike and the JGR package that they're selling the difference is the HEP bike had a lot more top end but very very similar bottom end. Low end feel. But the thing that I actually liked about the JGR low end feel, it was even smoother than what we have, which is a little bit, I think that's catered more to the consumer. Right. You know, because with Supercross, I need some hit. Right. I, I mean, I got to go, what, 65 feet from 5 feet? Yeah. So we need a little bit more hit. But it was a very pleasant surprise on how the bottom end of the bike delivered. It was a, a very good initial crack to the throttle. So what was so nice about it, as soon as I cracked the throttle, it had that, you know, that throttle body big bore, you know, when you just crisp up that throttle body, when you hog out yep. the throttle body, it had that feel to it, okay. where it just has this super crisp reactive feel. And then you feel like all of a sudden it's going to take off, but it was a real pleasant surprise when it just got on the power and it rolled on very smooth. You know what we it, call that in the testing world? What? Connectivity. Connectivity. There's that it had, word. It had great connectivity right. um, from initial to all the way through that low-end feel. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about that I have on here is the mid-range the mid of the JGR package was improved, um, but it was less improvement than the bottom end. Okay. Um, so you even mentioned to me while you are out there, like, hey, stock mid-range was pretty damn good. Yes. The so. stock mid-range was actually really good, but like I said, the stock one was so linear down low right. that 
you know, I just didn't have that. The you just kind of feel. feel like, man, this thing's building RPMs kind of slow. I want yes. it to pick up better. Yes, kind of laggy. Right. You know, a little bit of lagginess. Um, not as much connectivity. Or recovery. Or recovery to the mid-range. Yep. It yep. had, it almost had like a little bit of a, you know, initial drop and then we crawled up. Yeah. yeah, a little dip. Right. Where, you know, the JGR package the from the crack to the low to the mid was connected completely and it had a nice tractor smooth feel all the way through it. Okay. Um, top end, super smooth. Um, like I said, not quite what my race bike was. You have more over rev with your bike? Yes, a, okay. a, quite a bit more over rev. And then also, um, I can't really say why I have more over rev with my race bike, but I'm sure they probably didn't do that for the consumer. Well, and also too, just FYI, because you don't know, um, this kit comes with a Get Ignition ECU. Your bike, you said you run a Vortex. So yes. you're working off two completely different ECUs. Yes. And I'm sure with the Get Ignition, that's the beauty with this kit, you guys at home listening to this, you guys can map your own via your phone. So yeah. if you want more over-rev, you can do that. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, and, and what's so cool about that Get Ignition, I was talking to Chris Wheeler and the Suzuki guys um, they talked about that ignition and like you said you can use the app and right. what's so cool is they have parameters so you really can't mess it up no, you know so you're going to be able to you can go out and try something maybe on the extreme side right. and say you know i like this way more over rev and they'll give you a parameter say we max out here this is all we can do and you'll kind of know where you could maybe go in extreme here and extreme there and I think what's so great about it is, is a Wi-Fi connection, so you can do it with your phone kind of on the fly. You don't have to um, take out the whole ignition, right. put the ignition back, yeah. and you know what I mean, to redo a setting. So that is a that is a great benefit to that Git ignition. Um, let's see what else I have. Good pickup. We kind of talked about that. Yeah. You know, as we're coming out of the corner, um, the stock bike had that initial lag, you know, when you wanted to get back on the throttle, the RPM just wouldn't come up as fast. Uh, the JGR bike obviously came up quite a bit faster because that bottom end was so positive. Let's talk about this. We talked a little bit with other um, test rider here today. Um, riding a gear higher. Yes. Okay. Absolutely doable. So for you guys that own a Suzuki that are interested in this kind of kit, uh, you guys will sit here at home and go, man, second gear is kind of short. And that's what I noticed when I ride the stock Suzuki. So now... We have an average guy, he works construction, he owns a Suzuki, and he's like, man, yeah, it's just, it's almost too gnarly off the second gear. And we say, hey man, try shifting the third. So now, you guys can work a little bit less on this bike, because the let the bike do the work for you. See, and, and that's a great point, Chris, because when you're watching these nationals, you're watching these pro guys, um, like myself, like you, like Ken Ross. Right no, now. you are, you're in that category, because you, you ride a bunch. I watch the way you ride. And and what Kiefer's trying to explain is when you have that horsepower and you have that bottom end that allows you to have that positive connective feel and then it's still pushing the bike forward where it doesn't drop, what's going on is you can shift up a gear, you can roll through the corners, as not only is the motor going to be smoother, more positive, but your suspension's going to work better because it's going to free that suspension is. up. Good. And you are going to be able to go through the bumps. You're going to be able to go through the corners. You're going to be able to go through the sweeping turns. Everything's just going to be that much easier. So, you know, 
sometimes it's not just all about putting it in first gear. I mean, this is an exaggeration. It's not all about putting it in first gear, you know, and just blasting off. Right. This kit also gives you that that positive low-end tractor feel up a gear so you can ride up a gear. Yes. You know, it's it's almost like you you have to ride this bike a different way than your stock one. If you if you're hooked on your way of riding, your second gear roll on the throttle and that's what you like then you can change the gearing. You can you can work your way around it, but what we're trying to say is you got more power, you got more torque, you got more recovery with this kit. So now just try third gear. If you guys are listening home and you guys are going to get this kit or, or thinking about it, try third gear because I feel like it just makes, one, it'll make your better ride, just like you said. Yep. It'll not load your rear shock yeah. under acceleration. Yeah. And it'll be easier on your arms. Yeah, 100% easier on your arms. And then, you know, I mean, it's just, it's better for you all around. Yeah. I mean, that's just, obviously, that's my opinion with the Suzuki, but you got to try it. Okay, so we talk, a lot of people want to know, dude, the price. Yeah. Three grand. Well, which we'll talk about, you know, later on down this podcast, but it's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You got dudes working their balls off to buy a Suzuki, but here's how I look at it. Maybe you can, you can go off of this. You can get RMZ 450s, 18, 19s, and now you got 20s coming out soon. So you got all these deals on these leftover Suzukis. You can buy them from six, 6,000 and some change. So you add this, this kit, right? Yeah. Dude, your bike yeah. is freaking good. Like, yeah. I really would want to do a comparison of the JGR Suzuki versus some other stock bikes. So that's what people want to say. Well, yeah, I got a Yamaha, I got a KTM. It's still think, not as good as those bikes. I think bikes. it would be a really good test. I I personally think that this bike makes it in that, you know, um, what do you want? Is it a Marvin Muskin edition now? Oh, no. But it's factory edition. Factory edition or even, you know, the WE Honda. This puts that bike in that category a hundred percent maybe honestly even more right you know because it is it, it, it's a step i would say the motor package is a step above that sure. and and we have joe joe was one of our test guys here today he he has my test suzuki so he knows the suzuki very well but he also owns a ktm and he mentioned something to me he's like dude this thing's way better than my ktm so yeah and there you have it so motor wise motor wise correct yes because so, all we did was testing on motors. Today. Yes. So you would be happy. Let's say you're going to go race outdoor nationals. I know we talked about you need response for low end for Supercross. Yeah. But let's just say HEP said, uh, we're just going to stick you on this JGR package. You want to go race a couple outdoor nationals for fun. Yeah. Is this thing good enough for you to go race? Engine feeling. Um. Yes. Yes and no. I think. Where would you need more? I think for outdoors. I would like a little bit of top end, but see, here's the problem, Keith. I'm 205. Right. You know, we and you're hard on your and I'm really hard on the throttle. Right. I'm one of those guys that's like on, off, right. on, off. Right. You know, so I just like a little bit more top end, but you know, for the other guy that was out here testing today, he said it was way too much. Too much. Yeah. Right. And. Back to your question, I could go race an outdoor national. I would remap the ignition slightly just for a little more over rev. And who knows, it could be better. I liked the way that that bottom delivered better. Right. 
I really, I truly did. The way that the bottom, the way it came off the bottom, the way it cracked, when I'm 15 minutes, when I'm 20, somewhere around, I would say 15 to 22 minutes within the moto, yeah. I'm saying I'm faster on that bike. Correct. That's, that's my life. That's what I like. I like connectivity. I like roll-on throttle. That's why I like the KTM so much. The Suzuki has the capability stock to have that, but now you have that linear power plus extra connectivity and added RPM response. Yeah. That's a fun bike to ride, dude. You know, and it's it really is. I went out on that bike. I mean, you can't see it because we don't have video. Oh, we might we have go. a few videos, huh? Here we go. Um, There's a video of you riding up on key brake testing. There you go. So... As soon as I got on that bike, I had a smile underneath my helmet. When I got off that stock bike and I got on that JGR bike, I wanted to ride all day long. You're like, oh, yeah, you did, because you wanted to do bangers with me. I did. Yeah. I wanted to do bangers all like, day. Let me do another one. I'm like, let me do another one. Let me do another one. Keep <laughs> like, dude. Oh, we're good. We, we gotta go. <laughs> we're good. The water broke. We gotta. We gotta get out of here. The Suzuki guys want their bike back before it blows up. Yeah. And I'm like, and here, straight up. And if, <laughs> if that thing wasn't fun, I could tell real quick if it wasn't. A hundred percent. Yeah. So. I mean, as soon as, granted, there was like a, a few, uh, you know, there were some better bars on it and a few other things that made it more comfy, but the motor was so much more fun Yeah. when I went out to ride because I could pop over some stuff. Yeah. I could get a little. Does it make the bike feel lighter? Definitely. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Because, yeah, that is a great point. It definitely gives it that light, crispy feel yeah. to the bike. You know, like with the stock bike, super smooth. Super rider friendly, kind of heavy, but that's where you kind of—it's not doing anything out of the ordinary. Right. But as soon as you get on that JGR package, it's like, what, what, what? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like you just—you're just like it's just like my song. You get that like excitement feel. You're like, woo, come on, baby! Yeah. I mean, as soon as I rode out, as soon as I rode, I got off the stand, I rode out of the parking lot. I was like, come on, baby, let's go! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I truly, I honestly got that race bike feel. That's awesome. I got the race bike feel. That's cool. It, it was. Sick. That's how you feel on your HEP bike. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. I really do. So. I, I picked you, and everyone's like, oh, he's a Suzuki guy, he's going to blow Suzuki, blah, blah, blah. But you're objective enough to be honest. Like, Yes. So you would say, hey, I got a $6,500 Suzuki. I got an extra three grand in my pocket. Is it worth it for the guy out there? Let's say let's say this, two, two scenarios. I got a guy, vet guy, I race. He's a vet guy, he works through the, during the week, but hey, man, I race twice a month. Okay, let's put it this way. The vet guy, absolutely. Because all you vet dudes want your shit so damn Gucci all the time. Yeah. You got to have it. And the cool thing about it is with the vet program is that, say say you get the JGR package, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, man, I just got on this bike. And it's way too much power. Well, guess what? You take your little Wi-Fi and, okay, say you're old and you can't do an app. Get your <laughs> there you son, go. Now, yeah, good get, point. Get your grandson, whatever. Right. Get the dang app. And it's literally like the dumbest dummy proof thing you could do. And you just go whoop, 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 whoop. And you tune the bike down. Right. And all of a sudden, now, it's you have a rideable bike yeah. that's probably going to last you a million times longer because you got a little bit more horsepower. And you can just ride the thing within its means and you're not just ramming it. And it's also good for the guy who's racing. Might have two bikes. And now you got an extra head. And this is what we talked about. So say say you're the guy in the garage that has the new Suzuki and you've ridden it for um, 
let's say you've ridden it for a year and you're thinking about going to Mammoth or you're a bet guy or you, you know, you're an intermediate guy and you're like, dang, you know, I need a second bike and I want a good race bike, but my bike's roach right now. There you go. Right. You go down to the dealership. There is Suzuki's right now, brand new for 65, 67 out the door. You put this $3,000 JGR package on your bike. You take the head off. You take all the parts off and you put it right on your practice bike. And all of a sudden, you got a brand new race bike right. and you got a freshy practice bike. Yep, there you go. So, hey, there's reasons for getting engines. There's reasons for getting a built motor. And people, uh, I hear the the confrontation of, hey, that's expensive. It is. I'm not going to lie. $3,000 is a lot of money. But if you're building your engines, I've seen engines that do not last as long. With this engine, they say 20 hours is not a big deal. Just people are spending $5,000 on engines that time out way before 20 hours. Way. So this is a reliable, faster, you know, I would say friendlier RMZ 450. And if I was going to have an RMZ, this is what I would get. Because I, what you just described, I want that feeling. I want to have excitement when I roll out to the track. Absolutely. I don't want to have vanilla. And I like the vanilla and chocolate. And two, you know, that Yosh pipe. Oh, here we go. Oh, dude. Wow. It just gives it. It you does know, sound good. The right? whole package yeah. is just better. And then let's touch on some more stuff. Okay. I got a couple other facts. Go ahead. That I think are absolutely um, sellers for me. Go ahead. The JGR package comes, the head comes fully assembled by a JGR technician. Tech, right. So this thing is like, take your head off, bolt it on. Yeah. And you got to worry about those guys at JGR. I know all of them and they're all good quality people and they're going to take their time building that thing. And it's not going to be some Johnny, Johnny Bones backyard bullshit that he's putting together in his freaking garage. No. Right. No. So... Shit's ready to go. You bolt it on easy. I mean, I'm not a mechanic, and I'm pretty sure I can just bolt on ahead and, and take care of that. Yes. So Because, you know, the the valves are going to be all cut. Everything's going to be cut. It's going to come with... Okay, and that brings me up into another great point that they brought up. So I talked to the guys at Suzuki for the JGR thing, too, and they said everything is going to have an easy installation video that will be up well, either go. on JGR's website or on YouTube. I'm sure it'll probably be on both, but they said they're going to do a complete video of absolutely everything that they have for the JGR package, full installation videos. So if you're worried about getting this bike, getting these parts, and then you're like, oh, I just spent $3,000 and I got to assemble this thing. I got got a mechanic and then we got more charges. No, these guys are top notch. This is JGR. Okay, these guys, these videos that they're going to do are going to be super simple, super easy. It's going to be like a one, two, three, step and go type of deal. Um, you know, that to me is a selling point in itself. Right. You know, you don't know how many things, I mean, this is obviously back in the day, but dude, I got us, you know, my dad and I got a CRF, um, like a quick shot jet kit that we put in right. and it was like, there was nothing. You're shooting it, in the dark. It was like a miracle to get the thing to right, work. Right. You know what I mean? That's not how it is now. You know, the JGR Suzuki mod kit comes with a full installation video. It comes with Wi-Fi for, you know, and a Wi-Fi connection that you just get an app for your get ignition. You go one, two, three. All of a sudden, your bike's completely changed. You know, I mean, that that to me, just right there, 
is a huge positive for the whole kit. Yep, that's a good point. Didn't think about that. Yeah, and it is nice to have an actual technician in-house building your stuff because you know it's done right. Those are the, yeah. That's what they do. That's all they do. And then, you know, to bring up another point for those people, you're like, oh, man, I got my stock bike. I want, I want to do this. You know, you're upping your resale value for your bike. Yep. You know what I mean? You're upping your resale value. And then say you don't say you want to get a new bike for 20 and you got your 19 this year. You put that kit on, you know, you ride it for a little Good while, point. you get a new bike. Yep. Then you can put the stock parts back on your other bike, sell that bike. Here's the deal, too. If you do sell it, and let's say you sell it with the JGR kit, look, no joke, it's tough to sell a Suzuki. It is. It, it ain't, ain't a lot of people buying used Suzukis. Okay? No. But a little extra cream on that sucker those are strawberries you know right? what i'm saying yep and it's more lucrative for someone to buy that thing and let's say you're a type of guy you have an attract you're trying to sell it and you let some guy ride it and say hey man i'm thinking about buying that thing we'll ride my bike he'd be like oh shit 100 percent. it's good this is this kit is no bullshit yeah it's this good. kit is like this is the consumer friendly race kit and it runs on t4 so it's not a pump fuel you know race motor it is a you know t4 which is the least expensive out of all the real race fuels so it's not that gnarly you don't have to run pro six we were spending 150 dollars every five gallons so i mean you could honestly probably run premium in it well the compression is pretty high on here you could probably run premium and get away with it but if you're going to get the race kit run 50 50 or at least run t4 you know what yeah, I mean? t4 you're not going to detonate you know and it's mapped for that so that's what that's what it's there it's when people test this stuff, JGR tested this kit, did the durability on it. Everything's engineered for what they're telling you to do. So make sure to follow those guidelines. Don't think that you're smarter than the JGR guys. Chances yeah. are you're not on You're this. not. So, not right. the JGR guys. So you had fun. I had a lot of fun. Right. I appreciate you having me, Keeper. I hope everybody got a good insight on the kit. Um, if you have any questions, obviously... Yeah. Email. You can hit email. me up, Chris, at keyforinktesting.com. You guys know me. I answer 95% of the time as long as your questions are legit and they're not lame. Yeah. I had a question the other day. Some kid asked me how to manscape. Straight up. He's like, I didn't have a father figure. T teach me how to manscape. So I wrote him a step-by-step -step instruction on how to shave his junk. Damn. That's... We're transcending dirt bikes over here. Wow. Dude, we're transcending. <laughs> Dude, I don't know if that's like a... Is that a father thing you teach, though? I, I taught Aiden. Did you really? He, I, he came to me and said, I want a manscape. And I'm going to go, well, you asked, I will show you how. Huh. So, it is what Yeah, it I just kind of went for it. Yeah, that's cool. Trial and error? Yeah. Trial. <laughs> definitely trial and error. Because I... Oh, man, dude. Rough times. Yes. yes. We can start a podcast. There is... There is hey. Like, yeah. What about our podcast coming out? We're not going to talk about it because we'll probably get banned. <laughs> hey, we're going to leave you guys hanging on that one, but we just want to let you guys know that Seven Dudes Dudes and I are going to have a podcast and the subject is going to blow your mind. All right, stay tuned. See y'all. Stay tuned. Peace. All right, we have our second test guy. You guys know him, Joe Aloff, Team Subway Honda. Uh, what the hell is that KTM team you rode for back in the day? A.M. Leonard. A.M. Leonard. What year was that? It's like decades ago, I think. Now, A.M. Leonard was 1999 and 2000. Okay. So anyway, Joe Aloff, currently a 
Fireman. Yes. And weighing what? I'm 190. So Joe, I picked Joe to come out here to do this test because he is in charge of our 2019 RMZ 450 test bike. You guys can go on keyforingtesting.com and look at all the things that we have done. But basically, we have been building a real-world purchase RMZ 450. We're not talking about fluffy bullshit. We're talking about what we would want to do to the bike as soon as we get it. So Joe has done that. That's up on keyforingtesting.com. He's familiar with the bike. So this is really good information for you guys out there for a real-world real guy that's familiar with the machine. But... He is not a 250 rider, but we had him ride the 250 anyway, and he rode the stock one, and he was like, holy shit. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm not built for a 250. Yeah, you're, I like yeah. I'm a husky fella. I like cookies. Yeah. You're married. Right. You've got kids. Yeah, you're past that. Yeah, I got dad bought, all that good stuff, yeah. so. So anyway, he rode the stock bike, and then the JGR back, back to back, but you can feel the difference immediately going back to back big difference. So what's the first thing you noticed that, oh wow, this is much better? Uh, the JGR bike compared to the stock is just, uh, you notice the increase in power across the whole spectrum of the power band uh, right away. Okay. The bike's more free revving, it's snappier off the bottom, um, it revs out, you can, you can rev way longer in like second, third gears. You don't have to short shift. It seemed like on the, the stock one, the, the window of power was very small. It was good power once you were in it, but... Kind of 125-ish? A little bit. Not that drastic, but, but yeah. same kind of same kind of feeling. So you had to be precise and, and really think about when you needed to do your shifts and really kind of be on top of it, not shifting too early, too late, because there was a small window of power. Once you were in that power, it was good. But if you're out of it, which was easy to do... It's kind of, you know, hard, and the bike doesn't have enough power to pick it, pick up, you know, a third gear. You can't lug third and all that good stuff. So then I hopped on the JGR bike, and you could do all that. Okay. I revved it out on purpose to see how far it would rev, um, and it, it, you know, it was revved out, say, second gear going up to a double way longer. Um, Just basically less work for you to, to ride it fast. Yeah, I didn't have to think as much as my shifting. I didn't necessarily shift any less or or more on the JGR bike because I could leave it. Like sometimes I would leave it on the stock bike because I didn't feel like if I shifted a third, it would pull it. Right. So I would purposely leave it on the JGR bike and see if it would, you know, pull it and keep revving, and it did. And then the next lap, I would come around, I would shift a little early, and see if it would pick up. You know, shift into third early. A little recovery, better recovery. Yeah. yeah. Great recovery. The bike felt snappy. And it feel lighter? Light. Yeah. Um, it felt like, I, I can't put it into words, and I've been trying to, but with both bikes, the 250 and the 450 stock, the motor feels like, like something's holding it back. Like it doesn't, like it's just... Heavy? Tight and heavy and sluggish. Draggy? Yes. Yeah. And with both of these bikes, the JGR mods, it, it's like freed everything up. Yeah. It's more free revving. Yeah. Revs out powers there makes both bikes feel lighter yeah so for you guys listening out there if you guys have never ran a race engine or a modified engine what joe's explaining is exactly what you usually feel when you get your engine done for reliability purposes engines seem to have a little bit more friction 
Um, they don't rev out as far. And now with, you're dealing with the race motor. Obviously, the reliability is not as good as stock, but we talked about that earlier. Um, this still is a reliable race type of package. But that's exactly what the first thing you will feel when you get these bikes is just the free feeling of the engine. When you rev your you know, your engine and you're twisting your throttle, it doesn't feel real draggy. It's real free feeling, right? And then what that does on the track, that'll give you less engine braking feel. I don't know if you touched on it yet, but less engine braking feel, less pitching. So when you're off throttle coming into a corner, the bike will stay flatter because you don't got so much load on the front end because it's dragging. Did you get engine? That is exactly, like I couldn't put it into words, but the engine braking thing See you, Wheeler. Um, Chris Wheeler, everybody. Chris Wheeler. Yeah. The engine braking thing is exactly what, like, once you rev it, and then once it revs down, it's like it's just dragging real yeah, quick. Yeah, it drags down real yeah. quick. Almost, not not like it's seizing, but it's like just, it, you know, it drags down quick, and it, it's like somebody puts the brakes on. Yeah. And, that's, that, that, and that, exactly that, that, that action can, can hurt you coming into corners. That action can hurt you off throttle in the air. That could upset the chassis in the air. So having a freer engine feel is just for me is an all-around better feel. Yeah, it's like coming from a two-stroke to a four-stroke. Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah. So um, now the, here's the magical question: Would this be a fun bike for you to own? Two fifty. The, the JGR two. JGR two fifty. Yeah, absolutely. Once I, I hopped on that and started riding it, you know, it was it kind of has that that feel because it is lighter you know i'm used to a 450 and it is a 250 it's smaller lighter and then the power had that snappy almost like two-stroke feel like i felt like i could go and like seat bound stuff and flick it a little bit you know i don't ever uh whip it or anything anymore i'm too old and i think i've forgotten how but i felt like i kind of had those days where you know on old two-strokes where you could go hit uh cliff jumps and, and whip and do all that stuff. It had that kind of cool, fun feeling, and I was having a blast riding it. And to me, like I'm the same as Joe. Like I'm a I'm a vet guy. I get a lot of emails sent to me saying, "Hey, Chris, I'm I'm 39 years old. I am almost 190 pounds. Is a 250 okay for me?" And I'm like, "Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's it's fine because you can actually last longer on it. You can ride it harder. It's it's uh, doesn't take as much effort." So as long as you have some torque, it's fine. Because obviously vet guys are not as fast, they're lazier, they want to lug it a little bit more, so that's that's capable, this is capable of doing that on the 250, correct? Yeah, absolutely. You can lug it, you can, it's got the torque to kind of pull you through the corners when you're, you know, old, your style's not as good as it once was, you're dragging your feet. Yeah. Um, it just makes it a lot of fun to ride. All right, moving on to the 450 again, you have our test bike. Let's just go right now. We don't have to talk about stock. Let's just talk about compared to our test bike to the JGR bike. Yeah. Um, and let, let's say our test bike has a piston, a muffler. Yeah, a whole, a full exhaust, yep. a, a piston. And that's and it for engine, correct? For engine, yes. Okay, so compared to that. Uh, like I said, the, the free revving portion <clears throat> um, was a lot better on this JGR bike. Um, which in turn made it feel a lot better coming into corners and, and it had stock suspension on it my bike um, has pro circuit modified suspension now and I've spent time with bones on it so I got it pretty dialed in for me this stuff felt really good 
because of the way that the, the motor rev free coming into corners, having the power to kind of hit braking bumps and wheelie and do certain things because it was all light feeling um, and, and do all those things. And that was just based purely off a of motor, you know, with stock suspension. Right. So that was a huge, huge key for me. And the same thing, like on the 250, I could, I noticed right away a difference in the motor. I had power wherever I wanted it, whether I was lugging it in third, over revving it, um, and then you know the free revving thing. I had power throughout the whole power band. The, the power band was broadened. I could I could over rev, I could short shift, I could do whatever I wanted, and this thing handled it. Right. So, what about? Let's compare a little bit because you did ride the stock bike today. Uh, we always Adam and I talked about how the just vanilla the engine feel is on a stock bike. I mean, it's it's not bad feeling and it's rideable, but there's nothing that stands out like, man, this is really exciting. I really love this bike. Did you get an exciting feel from the JGR once you JGR motor when you got out there? Yeah, but kind of the same thing I said with the 250, like that light, flickable feeling thing, and the power being snappy and right there. And I don't want to mistake that snappy, you know, feel like uncontrollable, uncontrollable, jerk your arms off. It was very controlled, but it was just the torque was right there. It was like a smooth. I, sh I, I should. Know. Well, wait, I, I talked about Adam. connectivity. Yeah, exactly. Connectivity. As soon as I turned the throttle, power was there, and I could I could seat bound stuff and feel like I could flick it, and that made it like exciting to ride again. Right. You know, Confidence. You get on the stock bike, yeah, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, this is good. It'll, it'll get me over the jumps. I've got enough power to do this or that, but it's not exciting. Right. You get on this thing, I can go. Oh, okay, I can upshift. I can carry a lot of momentum through this, and you know, and hit this scrub off of this, whatever it may be. You know, flick it a little bit to set up for a corner. Um, so it's a lot more exciting and even and easier easier to ride because, like I said, with the 250, the the power window is smaller on this on the stock bike. Right. This this power band is much broader. It's got the little snap torque down low. You can over rev. You can lug it. You can do whatever you want. That's good. So here's an age old question. I'll get into my emails. Kiefer. I understand. I understand that there is a cheaper version of me going to Suzuki. It's sixty nine hundred bucks or whatever it is. Uh, is it is it beneficial for me? Uh, I got an extra few grand I could spend on my Suzuki. Will it be as good as a KTM or a Yamaha? Um, and then the cost, obviously ten thousand dollars, is roughly the cost of a new dirt bike. Yes, two thousand eighteen, two thousand nineteen bikes will be less expensive on the Suzuki. Now that the 2020s are coming out, and yes, I have seen RMZ 450s for like 65.99, and you have a KTM 450 of your own at home. Now that you've ridden this JGR RMZ 450 and you have the test bike at home, is it as good as your KTM, the JGR bike? Yeah. And and here's why I can say that I've been riding the the KT or the I'm sorry the Suzuki that. You gave me our test bike, you right. know, with a, a muffler, or a full exhaust, and a, and a piston. Right. And it was good, and I got comfortable on it. I love the way it handled. I love the way, it, you know, the suspension and the handling and the stability coming into corners and then through corners and just cornering in general on the bike made cornering for me fun. So I loved it because of those things, and I had fun riding it. The thing I, that I didn't like was 
kind of that heavy feeling mm -hmm. and that, that lack of little lack of power in the vanilla power band we talk about and then you know just not having that excitement and, and the not the free revving thing you know what I mean so it affects a lot of things like man if I could just fix that if I could put my KTM motor in it I think it'd be good and that was like okay whatever and then I hopped on my KTM not too long ago and I was like oh wow free revving broad power band you know a little torquey on bottom I loved it um, suspension obviously set up for me because it's my bike so right. it's good in that way yep but I couldn't corner oh really okay I mean I, I it still corners good it's just not a wasn't bad inspiring bike, as much as a Suzuki but it was just, it was more work to corner on that bike okay it's set up for the corners more um, the, the Suzuki kind of just corners for you almost you know it lays in there it's got a good balanced feel um, I even got a little more comfortable in the air on the on the Suzuki, like how it would react off of jumps and kickers and this and that. And the KTM was just a little bit less, yeah, a little unnerving, a little bit less confidence inspiring. Let so me ask I'm you like, this question because this is I'm trying to flash back into my brain too as I'm testing in my head here. On a KTM, and tell me if you feel this or not. I feel. Uh, a little bit more of the imperfections of the track coming through and, and what what made me think of this is going up faces the jumps where it's a little notchy little little has little cupped out areas i feel a lot of that through the pegs and through the the chassis itself and when i got on a on a aluminum frame suzuki bike i felt like it was planted going up face the jumps and it didn't react as quick yeah. I, I felt like the KTM was more reactive to those things. Did you, did you feel that? Yeah, it's kind of like that heavy feeling yeah. was a plus in those areas. Yes. Like it felt connected to the ground and like inspiring in, in the fact that I wasn't going to hit these little choppy things going and deflect off, off and something. deflect in yeah. a weird way. Right. So I had all that confidence in it, the way it handled, the way it cornered and all that. And I'm like, man, if I could just get this thing to have that motor and that feel and that light flickability and then I rode the JGR bike today and I'm like, wow, there it is, you know, free revving bike, super broad power band, over rev, lug it, do whatever you want, good snap off the bottom. And I was like, huh. So now, like, I want to get, you know, I want to get this biked out into me now. I want to get a, a, that kind of motor and, and dial in a Suzuki yeah. and then kind of see, like, get it dialed into what I like. Right. And, uh, so overall experience, if you let's say you have this bike, you have your KTM sitting there all shiny and new, and you have this JGR Suzuki all shiny and new, and you both have suspension, you have your suspension on each bike, you say the Suzuki would be more enjoyable for you to ride. I think so because, like for me, I don't get to ride all the time. Right. So the technical stuff of like cornering doesn't come as easily to me as it did when I was able to ride all the time. Correct. So if I can hop on my bike after not riding for a week or two or whatever and go in and just feel great cornering, then to me it's fun. And I mean that may not be everybody. Right. But, and then the same thing kind of on jumps. If I feel like I can, you know, I feel like I'm one of these kids that flick and scrub, scrub off of everything. If I get on a bike and I can do that, then that makes the whole, you know, day of riding enjoyable for me because I kind of nail my corners. I feel good. And I, I can flick it off of jumps and feel really in control, you know, over in the air. You know, the rest is just, a 450's got plenty of power, really. Um, 
but everybody likes that kind of exciting feeling. So if you get an exciting feeling with all that, you know, it's really easy to, to fix a motor. Yeah, right. But if you have... It's tough to get a chassis. Yeah, if you're yeah. chasing a chassis and you can't get it to feel quite right, yeah. and especially like from track to track, yep. then it kind of takes a little bit of fun out of it for me. And with the Suzuki, the chassis is pretty solid on a, a wide base. Yep. It's just the motor that needed work and, and they fixed that. Well, there you go. Joe, did you have a good time? I did. Always. RM Army member? RM Army. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of dirt bikes in general and I'm a big fan of making them all good and uh, there's not a bad one in the bunch anymore, I don't believe. Yeah, I know. Everyone gets a bad rap for Suzuki as a Kickstarter. Does that matter to you? Uh, you know what? A push button is very convenient, but yeah. I've been riding for, what, I'm 43 now. I started riding when I was three or four, so 40 years, and most of those years have been spent kicking a bike, so. No, no problem. If you want to complain about kicking a bike, then. Uh, you shouldn't be riding a dirt bike, dude. Give your nuts a pull. Yeah, exactly. Tug on them, you know, tighten <laughs> up a bit. All right, thanks, Joe. All right, last but not least, this is your average dude. This is what we talk about here on my podcast. We're not all about fast guys and rich dudes and all this other shit that goes on in other media outlets. I like to grab real freaking people that actually spend their money on products. So case in point, Dallas Dunn. I just met him at the track. This dude is taking photos. He takes photos. He goes riding dirt bikes. He comes from a BMX background, but he rides the dirt bikes very good. He's a heavy equipment operator. He, he works his ass off. And then for fun... This is what he likes to do, people. He likes to ride dirt bikes. Shocking, right? That's what you like to do. Yeah. Okay. Time as much as I can. So basically, your two things are in life, besides your child, is dirt bikes and bicycles. Yeah. That's your shit. Two wheels. Right. So I brought Dallas out here. He owns an RMZ 450 2018 or 19. 19. Okay. He done a few mods to it. I'll let him talk about that in a little bit. But he rode the 250 and a 450. He rides a 450, but I look at him and the way he rides and how and how much he rides, I almost feel like he could benefit from a 250. I feel like he could ride one better, just from me observing, and I watched him ride today. So he hopped on the stock, each stock bike, but hopped on the stock 250 and went to the, to the JGR 250. You said right away, you could feel it right away. Yeah, it was just responsive, very clean, uh, clean power. Uh, you can just... Easy to ride. Easy to ride. Uh, just come in. It didn't have a bog feel like the stock bike. Yeah, so we talk about the RMZ250 having like a heavy feeling um, as far as engine. And actually, I guess for a 250 chassis-wise as well. Because there's just not a lot of pulling power on that stock 250. Now you hop on this JGR250. You got some added pulling power. You got some excitement. Does that kind of like... In your mind, like, man, if I had a good 250 to ride, this would be fun. Yeah, I haven't rode a 250F since 2005. Oh, wow, it's been that long. It's been that yeah, when I quit riding in 2005. Okay. So I got a, my 450, and... Um, that's all you've been riding? That's all I've been riding. I, I was kind of like, oh, well, I don't think I can... I don't know if I'd want that power from 250, but it, actually that thing pulls really good. Right. So, yeah, you have, we're here at Paris today, and you had no problems clearing jumps? No, I did everything. Yeah. And I didn't do that one triple in the back, that step down one. Okay, yeah. Um, I think I only did that on the stock 450. Oh, wow. Yeah. So here's a, here's my thing to you guys out there. Dallas doesn't get to ride that much. Let's say you're kind of like that out there listening to this podcast. 
and and you're on the cusp. You're like, man, I'm I'm heavy, Kiefer. I'm like 190, 180. I don't think I can, I don't think I can ride a 250. There is points that I will make that yeah, 450 will be better for you. But if you're Dallas is an advanced rider, I feel like he's good. But if you're a novice type of guy, and you're on the cusp of weight, I feel like you can get an RMZ 250 because they're out there for cheap. We talk about this on these on these podcasts and put this kit in it, and you're still at the point of a brand new, normal Austrian or Japanese 250, and I feel like you're getting more out of this bike. And turning is amazing. Right. So that is one of the key points why you purchased the Suzuki, right? One, because of price. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't beat the price of my bike. How uh, much did you get yours for? 81 out the door. Okay. I'm a pay- I, I, I make payments on it, but they're cheap. And, uh, you know, the Kickstarter don't, bo- don't bother me at all. Right, and we asked Joe about that. He's like, dude, if you can't kickstart your bike, you shouldn't be riding dirt bike. It's a good uh, stand holder. Yeah. So, um, so now you you moved it over to the 450, which is really what I wanted to bring you in for, because you have your bike. What are the mods done to your 450? Motor wise, everything. Um, suspension revalved, uh, lowering link, uh, full Henson clutch setup, and uh, a stock head pipe. But I have a Slip on? Yes, the FMF slip on. Okay. And then the no toil air filter and screen delete. And do you, what coupler are you running? I'm here? on the white one. Okay, so you're on the lean coupler. Yeah. And you felt like it was more responsive that way? Yeah, well, it, it did open up a lot. I mean, it's it's responsive, but on that, I, if I crack the throttle too fast, it does get a dirty feel. Okay. But I don't hardly really do that. So, so you're basically, you're happy with your purchase. Oh, yeah. So you're excited I, I like about it. Yeah. So, for those of you out there listening, like, Suzuki sucks, blah, blah, blah. Dude, there's nothing wrong with this bike. This bike is good. Yeah, it may not be as good as the others, but for a guy that likes to have fun, you know, wants to spend his money wisely, this is a good choice. Yeah, and, and for me, like, I had a KX450. Uh, I rode for about eight months. Back in 2015, I went through divorce, and I had to get rid of that bike. But um, that bike was a monster. It had a high compression piston, all that stuff. I, it was it was too much, so that's why I ended up selling that bike. Actually, I sold that one, and I got a, a 2012 RMZ. Okay. And, I, and I rode. I only rode it once because then I had to get rid of it. But the the power, the linear power, it was way more easier to ride for me since I don't get to ride, you know, maybe twice a week. So right. That's which is I, actually more than mothers. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I try it for twice a week, but right. sometimes it's hard. So hopping on the JGR 450, what did you notice right away that we were we're going to discuss the whole overall version of what you like, but what did you notice for the better on this bike compared to stock? For the better? Yes. Uh, for the better, it was it, there was no lag on on throttle response. It was it was right there, uh, just just riding over the track. It just you feel connectivity right oh, away. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think those tires felt good too. I mean, I know that's not with the motor, but yeah, it's good that you brought had, that up. It had good uh, traction. And so, real quick for you guys out there, we haven't talked about this in another two guys here, but yeah, it has Pirellis. Obviously, it's not with the JGR kit, but while we're here, let's talk about that. Like, I've always been a fan of Pirellis because of the tire cushion. Like, for me, slap-down landings and things like that, there's a lot of comfort in those in the carcass of the tires. Lean angle traction is pretty good. Today, we had some dissed-up areas that were deep, and then we had some hard pack areas, right? Yeah. So, you felt like those tires are pretty good. Yeah, um... Stock bike had stock tires, right? Yep. Oh yeah, they're horrible. Yeah. Um, tires definitely were. You know, I didn't feel I felt more confident on that hard pack slick right. stuff. Um, 
but yeah, they were. It, it made the whole suspension of the bike feel, feel better too. Yeah. So imagine that on your bike, right? Yeah. You can you can think about that. So, but so Dallas before he got on this, he was worried. He's like, man, Kiefer, I don't know if I like the bike better, which is fine. I, I'm not here to sit here and say JGR stuff's the best. Everyone should go buy it. I like to have different opinions. And for you, you feel like riding your bike is better for you. Yeah. Because of what? Uh, it's it's easier for me to ride. It's not gonna rip my arms off. Right. I mean that one wasn't necessarily that. Like Adam told me to ride in higher gear. Right. And that did help. Yeah. Um, I was used to dropping down, you know, second gear in some turns on my bike or the stock bike, and uh, I, I went up a gear and, and that helped out a lot. So, again, not everything is for everyone. I get that. That's why we do these freaking podcasts. That's why I have more than one guy to tell you what this is all about. Dallas is the type of guy he doesn't want that much power but I will tell Dallas this that's the beauty of this bike now you have all of this power you can detune a lot easier than you can to make some right let's say oh Dallas me and you are going to go to a sand track yeah. and you're like shit bro my bikes feel slow here well with this kit that's got the Wi-Fi on it yep yeah. so you can adjust all that via your phone and find out what power makes it best for you so that's what I was trying to tell Dallas. I appreciate that he'd say, hey, man, I kind of like my bike better just because it's even, easy to even ride. the stock bike. Yeah. Like I got I, I was, I think the fastest on the stock bike, maybe, maybe I felt. Yeah. And then maybe my bike, but I was slower on my other bike, I felt. But okay. the, the second time I went back out, it was better. Um, you got a little bit more used to it. I got more comfortable with it, and I was really trying to focus on the, the changes. That's why I went back to back. Right. I rode my bike, and I rode that bike again. It's definitely, I think if I got used to it more, I would like it more, but uh, it was definitely, it was good. But it Overall, just, it was good. I think it would just take more time for me to get used to it. Yeah, but would it be hard for you to justify three grand? For me, no. Right. You're like, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, what I have is good enough for me. Yeah, I'm happy with mine. Let's say, hey I, man. I, I want to get ignition though. Yeah. So, this is a stage two kit, so it has, you know, a head and all that stuff, but they also have a stage one kit, which is the piston. And then the ECU. Yeah. So that stage one could be something you'd be interested in. Oh, when I go for my top end, definitely. Yeah. I would, I would be, because I know they put a lot of time and research to film for that. Right. So that'd be a piston I'd be into. So for over half of the cost, less, I'll say, less than half of the, you know, say $1,200 versus 33 or $3,200, whatever this kit is, you can get a piston and an ECU. And Dallas is happy. This is what we're talking about here with this JGR stuff. It's nice to have Suzuki work with JGR. So that way, there's a wide spectrum of people that could be happy with their Suzukis. If you're not happy with your stock Suzuki and you do need a little bit more oomph, a little bit more torque, and pulling power, you can just start out with the Stage 1. And you could probably be happy. 1200 bucks, dude, that's not that much money. I'd, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, because a piston you think is two, 300 bucks. ECU is always $800. And you got, it's coming straight from a JGR, which that's all they do is Suzuki's. They're tested. You have an ECU that's mapped. You slap it on, and there you go. Yeah, I listened to the podcast you guys did with Joe yeah. with the Pro Circuit stuff. And I, I, didn't want, I don't want to do that right off the bat because I want to get more. You know, I just want to get every ounce of what I got out of it. So. Right. But when my time, I'm, I'm at 30 hours now on my bike, so uh, when the time comes, you know, I want to go with the high compression piston and, and definitely the... Uh, uh, yeah, ECU. Yeah. yeah, so ECU. So that's stage one. The JGR. We obviously we had everything with the with the with the head. 
So again, Dallas is not into it. Dallas is like, dude, that's too much bike. Yeah, I'll have to relearn how to ride. Maybe he doesn't have time. When he wants to go riding, he doesn't want to relearn how to ride. He wants just to fucking ride his bike. Well, I, so. get, I get arm pumping. I'm working on that, but... It's hard to work on it when you don't get to ride enough. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm sorry to break the news to you. No, I know. <laughs> I, I try for twice a week, and if I can do that, that's good. And then I've been working a lot more on just using my legs and right. to, to control the bike, and that's helping. But well, Let's talk real quick before you get off on here. Reliability of your bike. You said you have 30 hours on it, which is it's kind of cool to hear. Any problems with your bike? No, it's um, problems. Um, right now, I just got a fork seal. Right, so a leaky fork seal out of 30 hours, that's basically what the gist of it is. Yeah, it just happened right now. Like, like have you gone through chain and sprockets? Um, I, I uh, changed it out. I went up one tooth. So um, you have one set of different stuff on there yeah. so far? Yeah. Same top end? Same top end. How often do you change your oil? Every four hours. I clean the. I put one of those Tusk stainless. Yeah. In and um, I change. I clean that and I change the strainers. I clean the strainers all every four hours. I use a Rotella T4. So there you go, people. For you guys talking shit, email me and say Suzuki's are are not reliable. They're this and that, dude. Real life here, man. Like 30 hours. So I've seen how he rides. He rides it pretty good. He's not a novice rider by any means. He jumps a lot of stuff. He rides good. Um, like I said, there is a bike for everyone out there. If you're interested in Suzuki's, trust me, you take care of the bike, it'll take care of you. They've come a long way. So this isn't 2004 when everyone was talking trash on yellow bikes. So, um, I think there's, Suzuki brings a lot to the table for one, for the average consumer, two, for guys that want to get in the sport, because now we have lower cost Suzuki's. Everyone's talking shit because I have the Kickstarter. Well, Sorry to break it to you guys out there. KX250 also has a Kickstarter. And not a lot of people are saying anything about the Cowie. Yeah. So, look. It's not all about E-Star. It's not all about hydraulic clutch. The bike works good. I feel like... And what's kind of cool... What's kind of cool that I like... It almost feels like Suzuki people are like... In their own little special like... We're uh, like Subaru owners. We wave at each other. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta drive your own wave and yeah. shit, right? And you got everyone to come to the... You know, how, how does the bike... How is it like... You know, they're always like, uh, you know, they just hear so much bad about it. Right. And I've had a couple of my friends that we, we normally go ride, and they rode it, and they're like, hey, you know, I actually like it. That's yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Right. So you can't listen to everyone. So we try to stay honest and neutral here over at Kieferink Testing. And uh, I've been telling you guys this for a while. Suzuki's good. Just because you don't see me riding a Suzuki every single day doesn't mean it's a big piece of shit. Stock, they need help. Yeah. Um, you know, the little things that I've done, it was a huge difference. You know, I, and it's not that much money, no. and you said tiny, so yeah, I did uh, the sprocket, the air filter, the slip-on, and a, and a, and a coupler change. The, yeah, I changed the coupler. I, I kind of want to try the stock coupler again. Yep. Next time I go out, but yeah, I mean, I'm happy with that. So it's cool. Like at at Nap said, he 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 saw Dallas at a track one one time, and he re, he's like, oh shit, man, I remember you. You're on Suzuki. I yelled at you because, like you said, you don't see a lot of those <laughs> at a track. Yeah. You see a lot of orange, red, and blue. A lot of guys will come up to me, they have, have these newer Suzuki's, and they'll, they'll ask me like what I've done and what I like or any problems, and, and they're always like the same, same as me, they, they like theirs. Right. All right, so there you go, Dallas Dunn, real life. If you have any questions, hit me up, chris at keyforingtesting.com. I'll be happy to answer them. And if you want to ask Dallas anything, forward me any questions, and maybe I can get in contact with him, and uh, I'll get you guys uh, together, and you guys can do your Jeep wave. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> All right, dude, thanks. That's what it is right there. <laughs>